Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone, and the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I'm joined today by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share universal truths and lend guidance for the human journey. Danielle and Mother Mary join me on the second Wednesday of each month. After a brief discussion with Danielle, she will allow Mother to come through to communicate. Please note that we do not take live calls from listeners during segments with Mother Mary. Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. Visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about Danielle and Mother's courses and events and to purchase their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself That Will Transform Your Life. Danielle and Mother also appear on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those additional segments, or you can review the audio and video archives I've created directly on the website, where you'll find direct links to her YouTube videos and other appearances. Simply visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com. Well, right now, I know many people are overwhelmed with challenges, and I'm very excited about our topic today, which is faith and support. So let's welcome Danielle back to the show. How are you, Danielle? Hi, Charlotte. I'm doing well. It's great to be here with you today, as always. Thank you, my lovely. I so look forward to these segments. We all do. We all do. (laughs) Me too. So we're talking about faith and support today. So let's start yeah. here. What is your definition of faith? What does faith mean to you, Danielle? Well, I first just wanted to make a quick comment that I, I think it's an interesting combo that Mother has suggested that we talk about today. Do you know what I mean? Faith and support. Um, uh-huh. And when I first went, I, you know, when I hear those words together, uh, I often don't think of them as going together at, or as, you know, um, you know, BFFs. Like, I don't, I don't really, I, I guess I often in my head don't associate them directly. But as when you, you know, when we're talking about doing it and as I'm thinking about it and feeling it out, it's, they, they, blo- they both belong uh, very, very deeply together. And that is, in some ways, my definition of faith, okay? So my definition of faith is support that has proven to show up again and again and again in my life when I did not, like, cultivate it or directly say, hey, I need support right now in this moment and call a friend. I mean, you know, it's always amazing when they're, you know, on the other line and they pick up the phone and they say exactly what I needed to hear or, you know, but it's that mysterious support that I'm not in charge of that is there for me over and over again, every day, every day, consistently throughout every day, that's what my faith really has been built on. And my definition of faith is that knowing inside of me 
that it's going to be all right and I'm going to be all right. No matter what, right? No matter what. Yep, no matter what. Yes. I felt, as I thought about it, that an important part of faith, faith is, is for me, a trust, an inner knowing, um, that you're not alone, that you're not being punished for any reason, that you're not being left uh, adrift. Let's use our river of life reference. You're not being left to drift down that river aimlessly and with with things jumping out at you that cause you fear. And so, for me, it's a posture. It's an emotional posture and a, a point of mental clarity that helps me beyond any thoughts or feelings of fear, desperation, self-pity, any of those things. And when it comes to support, I think we need that in a variety of ways. It might be different for everybody, but I believe that support is there to help you move through whatever your experience is. Some of these can be very serious, but all of our experiences have a higher purpose. And so I think the goal may be to facilitate, with any challenge that is, to facilitate either a shift in consciousness or uh, a shift in awareness or like the upward movement of consciousness to realize something about yourself. Or it may be needed as you experience something more serious, such as a life transition in the physical, as in birth and death, and even if it's your own uh, that you are facing. But on a on a spiritual level, as you shed outdated beliefs, this is where growth comes in. So I find that support can be emotional, it can be um, financial, and it can be spiritual, whether it comes from another human being or from those in the divine. Yes. Even in your your worst moment, I think that the support is there, and I think they hold you. And there can be some pretty tough moments if you trust that and lean on that. In other words, lean on faith as your support. I think that might be half the battle. What do you think about that, that idea of leaning on faith as a means of support? I agree. I agree. Um, but it, it's it's come from years of having support in all its many, many, many different forms, both seen and unseen, um, that has built my faith so that now, and just let me say this out of the gate here, I do not do this 100%. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't do it 100%, 100% of the time. Uh, but I'm able to say today, you know, when I'm really struggling and I can't feel my connection to mother and I can't quite feel that, oh, I'm going to be okay. You know, I I can't access that. My faith has, has been present for so long and it's sort of built up enough muscle so that when I can't feel it and I'm filled with fear, I can say something like, today I choose faith over fear, and I don't don't have that immediate reaction of like, oh, that is such BS, that, you know, that's not true, that's that's not going to help, that's not going to, it really, like, when I say inside myself or out loud, today I choose faith over fear, I can feel the power of that, I can feel the strength of that. And I know now that even if I can't feel the support, I know it's there. And so, yes, I believe that it's totally true that leaning on faith is a huge part of my support. Like now they work in tandem with each other. Do you know what I mean? My faith is my support and my support is my faith. It's exactly. They're, yeah, they work beautifully together. Mm-hmm. Hand in hand. And for some yeah. people, I, I just want to make a comment for the listeners that, and I tend to do this myself, and, you know, I, I applaud how you always say, you know, I'm, it's not 100% for me, 
And uh, it's not 100% for me either. You should have seen me this morning. But I <laughs> used my faith uh, to turn that around. And the point I wanted to make for everybody is that whether you're looking at faith or support, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's a release for you from the experience. There are experiences that we sign up for. There are experiences that are generated from our subconscious minds, our heart centers. It depends on where we need to grow, and then those experiences push us in that direction. And so if we can come to an acceptance of that, then perhaps we can take a calmer perspective and say, okay, I'll need to see this through, and I'll need faith and support, and perhaps other forms of support. But it doesn't mean to make this all go away. That can't, that can't be unless it's something that there is a prescription for if there's something that you're experiencing where you can turn it around with a shift in your awareness about yourself or what you need to do to resolve that issue. I'm trying to paint in broad strokes to include minor problems and serious challenges. So it's not about taking the feelings away. Today I, I was pretty um, filled with fear. And I went into my feelings and into my mind, and I said, I, I know that feeling this isn't going to change the situation. And so I choose to feel inspired. And it worked. Mm-hmm. And I, I took myself there. And so I embraced a feeling of inspiration and trust to get out of that fear space. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can shift things uh, pretty quickly in the moment. I, I believe, and of course, you know, this is just me, but I believe that we can shift things in the moment, even if when we shift it in the moment, it doesn't have, you know, a huge impact uh, into the overall problem or issue or challenge. But the more we can shift it in small increments in the moment, I think that helps us to, to have more energy available for the problem itself. So let me, let me try to explain that a little better. So what happens for me, and I don't know if you can relate to this, Charlotte, but what happens for me is I have a problem or a challenge, and then... I start to get stressed out and fearful of that problem or challenge. Then uh, as a result of getting afraid and stressed out about the challenge, uh, I get anxious. And so now I have all these other problems. I have fear, I have anxiety, I have stress, and then, of course, the physical problems that come with that. And I haven't even addressed the challenge itself, you know. Yeah, if I can make small efforts to shift the uh the fear and anxiety and stress that I'm feeling uh as a result of having the challenge, if I can work to manage those and shift those then I have much more uh, energy uh, available for the challenge itself. I have much more hope. See, I used to use those things as a distraction so I wouldn't have to deal with the problem itself because I didn't have faith that I could uh, work through the challenge, that Mother could uh, support me through the challenge and show me how to work through it, right? I just, you know, I'm still building my faith, through. I think, throughout the whole of my life. So I used to use that fear and anxiety and stress and then all the physical issues that would come with that as a way to distract myself from really working on and focusing on, you know, the, the challenge or the issue itself. And now I'm not doing that so much. So I have better results in working on um, 
trying to do small things in the moment to uh, calm my fears, to lower my stress level. But then I don't just say, oh, I'm good now. You know, I really, I really stay committed to um, working on the, the challenge itself or that core issue. Is that, am I, is that making sense? Am I saying that right? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> so you're, when you said that you were able to shift, like in that moment, I, I got this vision of you creating all this space. Like you just made space to deal with the real issue at hand and not get bogged down in like the offshoots you know, the kind of reactive experiences and feelings that come from having these particular issues. Mm-hmm. And we have our initial reaction to it, which can be shock, which can be fear, which can be outrage that it's even happening in yep. the first place. Some some of these challenges, yep. I, I can take them rather personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, I'm personally offended by some of some of the roadblocks, some of the inconveniences, and I get I get very angry about it. But practice makes perfect. And so, to the listeners, if you are having a serious challenge, then I think when we look at things in terms of power, for instance, I said on a recent segment that people with uh, financial struggle have to recognize that money doesn't have power over them they're the ones with the power and we have to embrace that power real power not force real power and so when it comes to a challenge and we're talking about the anxiety and the stress and the offshoots as as you said that come from having something to face that might be rather daunting to um, find that solution or come out of that on the other side yeah, um, because even something like money can be the distraction. You know, we, we might think we have money issues. And this is something I've been kicking around, not to get too far off subject, but this is a good example. I've been sort of mulling over this, and Mother talks about money as a neutral energy. So I figure right. if money is a neutral energy, like a paperweight or a vase or a, you know, or a, a glass that I put my water in, uh, do I really have money issues or is this a deeper underlying issue of that power you are talking about, right? So right. If, if I feel that, you know, I don't have enough money or I'm always, you know, screwing around with money or, you know, money abundance, blah, blah, you know, is it really about money or is it really about embracing my personal power and the fears that are inherent in doing that? That's because what I'm getting. It's in my yeah. experience, yeah, because when you're looking around at people who are successful financially, it seems to me that one of their greatest gifts is that they have accepted their personal power. Not that their life is perfect by any means, but they seem to have, you know, solved the whole money piece for themselves. And in order to do that, they've accepted their personal power. And they have stepped into their personal power in such a way that they've made it easy to um, receive uh, abundance in the form of money. Right. Exactly. And so I went into pretty decent depth with that. And now I want to kind of translate it over to what we're talking about when it comes to um, even more serious challenges such as health or um, injury, yeah. what, what have you. And so in that moment today when I said, okay, all of this fear is not changing anything, if, if anything, mm. it can attract more like itself to you. So choose to have a good day and feel that the happiness that comes from inspiration over the fear and you can still tackle it. And like you said, you have to commit to maintaining that, and that's part of it. But I I wanted to add that the stress and anxiety that goes along with tackling a problem or an issue, for me, it gets very overwhelming to the physical level. 
where you're shaking yep. or crying or stomach issues that's difficult to eat, things of that nature. And I was thinking about it and I said, well, what is it, what does this stress and anxiety tell you about yourself? What are you really feeling? And it almost came to me in a small voice, like from my inner child. And it said, this situation makes me feel very, very small and not in control. Mm, so that yeah. gave me a springboard to say, okay, when was the last time you felt that way? And the answer was when I was a kid. Yeah. I was very small and always uh, feeling overwhelmed um, yeah. by, by the big people in my life, the adults, and they were in control, not me. And I said, okay, so that's good. That's good progress. That's something you should be aware of so that you can release it. And I did. And it just, and it, it, it took me, it kind of carried me. I want to use that phrase. It carried me, just that recognition yeah. right there, you know? And, and then I was able to breathe. Exactly. That definition of being carried, that's the that definition of support. You're being carried, right? Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. I needed really to hear beautiful. that. <laughs> I needed to hear the words <laughs> I just said. Yes, I, I I felt like I was I was being uplifted and carried just by the recognition that this is a reminder of something. This is it need not um, necessarily be a new experience, but the feelings you have about the experience, the reaction and the secondary reaction to the feelings you're having, um, I would think in most cases are a reenactment of a previous feeling that went unprocessed and needs to be felt and released. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, sometimes the uh, gravity of the situation, um, you know, we're definitely feeling, like if someone passes away, I mean, that's enormous grief. Someone you're close to, I mean, that's enormous grief. That's in the moment. You know, that's new. Uh, it might also trigger old emotions as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, in my experience with myself, most of my reactions, because I still have so much unresolved childhood stuff that I'm working on, but still working on it, um, I feel that my reactions uh, to stress or certain um, experiences in the moment now are very much based on my feelings in the past, that un those unresolved memories and uh, thoughts and that are still very rooted in the past because I find that even though I often don't outwardly overreact, inwardly I am overreacting often. Mm -hmm. that, you know, my reaction does not really gel with mm -hmm. uh, the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm really learning. In that, and I, so I, I need faith and support constantly, every day, throughout the day. You know, um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here right now in this moment with, uh, you mentioned having a physical reaction in my stomach, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting here with that right now based on something that happened yesterday. I've had a horrible, horrible upset stomach yesterday from yesterday afternoon to now, it still has not resolved. And I know it's fear and anxiety and, you know, all these things that I have overreacted to from uh, a situation from yesterday. If they mm -hmm. don't, they are not equal in, in energy. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. And that's needing that faith and support is critical for me. Um, Otherwise, I can't, I literally can't function without either. Right. Or both. Right. And then, you know, feelings of desperation can come in and all yeah. that goes with it. But I had an experience yesterday that I was thinking about a couple minutes ago while listening to you. And it created a shift for me, or at least a very strong reminder. 
And in a recent segment, we were talking about um, recognizing that inner strength inside you that is much Mm -hmm. larger than than you might believe it to be. Yesterday was very difficult, but it was mostly my emotions making it difficult. When I accomplished what I needed to accomplish, it was actually fairly simple, but it was the anticipation of of being unsuccessful in getting what I needed to get that was making my stomach shake. And so, and it took effort. And I said, just put in the effort. You're fine. It will be fine. So I did that. And the funniest thing, not funny, not funny, ha ha. But I got, somebody returned my phone call in the middle of this extremely stressful and anxiety-filled situation. And they were calling to let me know that the doctor had given them six months to live. Mm. And I said, I had a feeling they were going to say something like this. And then I felt this shift of, you can handle this. You've got this. This is not the first time you've been here. You can do it. Mm. And so I felt that I went from resistance into a better flow of, or or at least from resistance to acceptance. I could feel my energy moving a lot more smoothly with that acceptance. And that is such a great word to, I, I think acceptance is the key to accepting or receiving. Let me not confuse the words. Acceptance, I believe, is the key to receiving faith and support and the flow that comes with both. I like that idea. Acceptance for me is a a big component of everything because in my experience, it has helped with not judging others, uh, not judging myself at times where I'm able to do that, Um, accepting a situation, accepting that, okay, now is the time for grieving but you will pick up and life will carry you forward and you will move on. And acceptance, I believe, is probably the biggest part of growth and healing because otherwise all you're left with is that resistance. I agree because it's, you know, acceptance is what is. It's just, you know, settling into what is and not fighting it. When you stop fighting it, then there, there, you stop rejecting. And I find that most of the time, yes, I'm rejecting circumstances, but most of the time I feel like when I am fighting against what is, I'm rejecting myself. I want myself to be different somehow. Uh, I want circumstances to be different. And that's very, you know, if you think about it, it's very childish, because what is, is. Mm-hmm. And I can affect it, and I might be able to change things through my effort, but by rejecting what is, that's like, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you, you put your um, hands over your eyes when you're really mm-hmm. small, and you think mm-hmm. that you disappear? Because <laughs> you can't see anything, so you think no one can see you? Mm-hmm. That's a game that, you know, children always, it's that same feeling. It's like, well, if I reject it, if I say no, I do not accept what is happening right now, it's childish. It's like it's like putting my hands over my eyes and thinking that I can't be seen anymore. It's, it's that, you know, it's the same level of logic. Yes, and I, I found that in that rejection, is when my imagination starts to take over and get the best of me. Imagining a worst-case scenario. Or um, I'm going to get there, like yesterday, I'm going to get there and they're going to tell me to go somewhere else. Or It was one of those situations where I couldn't get a person on the phone. I had to drive to the uh, establishment where I I needed these documents. And all these projections of this is impossible, started to take over and actually it was quite smooth it was it was my own um internal turmoil i'll say that was making it so much worse than it had to be and it worked out fine but it's um i think a matter of getting away from that rejection so that you can move through it because 
jumping a hurdle or getting around it, it, it takes too much effort, doesn't solve the problem, and leaves you emotionally wasted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because accepting what is means you have to be in the present. And if you're rejecting what is, if you're not accepting what is, then you can't be in the present. So you only have two other choices. You've got to go to the future or the past. And the past will take over almost every time as shadow or the ego throws other experiences that made you feel a similar way that much more acutely in response to this experience. And also, and then the past pushes you right into the future, right? Like you did yesterday. You hadn't even gotten there. And you already were thinking they were going to send you somewhere else or give you the runaround or it wasn't going to work out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm finding more and more. If I'm not willing to stay in the present, which is accepting what is, then I'm shoved either into the past or the future, and generally it's a combination of both. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm fantasizing about disaster in the future and all that's being fueled by, you know, experiences from the past. Exactly. Time travel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we hit on several very important angles for this. Yeah. I'm very um, excited about just the opportunity to sit with this, and try to figure it out, understand it, come to that acceptance, and really know you're going to be okay no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say we get mother's thoughts on it and see how we do? I think that's a great idea. All right. Why don't you hang on just a minute and I'll bring her in. Hello, beloved ones. Hello, Mother. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you, my dear. It's wonderful to be here with you, Charlotte, and all those that listen. Mm-hmm. So today we are talking about two of my very favorite things, faith and support. So how about if we change the word in between, we change it from and to as. Okay. Faith as support. Hmm? Oh, mm-hmm. So support is critical in everyone's life. There's not a single person who comes to a body that does not need support from birth or from conception to death. It is um, woven into the very fabric of human existence. Now, how you are willing to seek and receive support is what often is how the whole of your life tends to go. Um, People that are consciously unwilling to receive support always struggle more. Those that are willing to receive support struggle less. They have much easier lives. So the trick is, first in coming to understand 
what is support, right? Mm -hmm. And um, what's the best way to be open to receiving it? So support is anything, anything that raises the quality of your life, even just in tiny, tiny increments or very big increments. And I define it this way because I encourage all of you not to just um, think that uh, the obvious types of support, right? I'll give you an example. People often talk about money as support, right? People thinking that if I had a lot of money, my life, the quality of my life would improve. And then people win the lottery. And the vast majority of people who win the lottery end up worse off than before they won the lottery. Uh -huh. uh, people who win uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, end up uh, struggling enormously emotionally. They often end up without any of the lottery money and they end up in debt beyond what they were given. Um, there is an unusually high rate of suicide with people who win the lottery. Um, there's really only a very small percentage of people that do well with it, that end up thriving. But that's generally because they are willing to receive all the support that they need in order to accommodate the money that has come to their lives. So be careful how you um, define support. So try not to define it in relation to specific things. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. So try not to think of support as lots of money, a big house, a very nice car, uh, or even in your uh, soulmate or uh, certain things. Let go of the outer uh, physical vision of support and just leave it, make it simple and tell yourself, really change the belief to support is whatever raises the quality of my life. Okay. That way you are staying very open because your soul, um, the higher beings, your uh, whole team that is in the physical and the non-physical, uh, that allows so much more freedom for you to be uh, exposed to and hopefully, if you're willing to receive, um, all these wonderful things that are tailor-made for you, right? Mm. So when you are just saying, support for me is anything in this life improves the quality of my life, no matter how big or how small. So then you are not um, limiting the kind of support that can come to you because uh, maybe uh, money will be a great support for you. Uh -huh. But if you come from having very little and overnight 
go to having so much, it can disrupt the whole course of your life. And it doesn't feel like a support at all. It can quickly feel like a destructive force that has found its way into your life. Uh But if you are open to anything being a support, what will come to you will be that which builds slowly and consistently all the support you need to have the life you want to live. That's right for you. might not look like anyone else's life, but it will be absolutely right for you. And faith is an enormous part of that because when you say, for me, support is anything and everything in this life, in this world, that improves the quality, raises the vibrational quality of my life, that's a lot of faith, right? Because you're, uh, you've taken out your mind's definition of support. It has to be this, it has to be that, it has to be this much of that and this much of something else. Right? You've taken it out of there. And you are choosing the path of faith as support rather than very specific things as support. Mm. Once those things come into your life, you can then identify them as support, but you don't hang on to them. For example, let's say you have a friendship that is very supportive now, but five years from now, uh, your life might change, their life might change, and the friendship alters, and they are really not much of a support because of the changes that have taken place within both your lives. Mm -hmm. But because you are allowing faith as support, there will be other people, other individuals who flow into your life who then are supportive at that stage of your life. Some people are supportive from start to finish. It's almost, right? Sometimes family members or siblings, um, they can be that support from start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. But for most people, that which supports them has to evolve as their lives evolve. So if you stay fixated on only a few things or you define only a few things as support, it's very difficult for life to bring you those things because you are limiting support. Right. And support is in every little aspect of everyone's life. Can I ask a question, Mother? Yes, beloved. Okay. I want to clarify if there is something that can come to you as a means of support, but it doesn't to the person seem positive or supportive, like they don't recognize it for what it is. Can that often happen? And they reject it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Because for many reasons. They may not believe they deserve it. This is part of uh, uh, why uh, the lottery winners uh, often don't go well uh, because of the uh, amount of attention uh, and the amount of change that happens. And 
sometimes humans reject that change or that thing that's come into their lives because they don't feel they deserve it. Um, they don't... Uh, they can't maybe see beyond the initial impression. So always, always, I encourage people that when something comes into your life that feels significant, we can start there. If something feels significant, to take the time to explore it. You don't have to decide in a split second whether something is indeed going to be a source of support or not. Mm -hmm. No one is putting that kind of pressure. So be careful of your reactions and don't take your initial reaction as the gospel truth. Right? Okay. It might end up being the truth for you. And I don't mean to question your reaction, your initial reaction out of doubt of your own abilities. No. Just to question out of curiosity. Well, interestingly enough, I had this initial reaction. It stirred up these feelings. This doesn't really appear to be supportive for me. Mm, but it's here. Right? It's, it's here. It's shown up. So it would be a good idea to honor what has shown up, what has presented itself, and take the time to explore it, all my feelings around that which has shown up, before I make my final decision. Okay. I have a question, Mother, about when you said that su support has to evolve as our lives evolve. That makes perfect sense. And that when you limit uh, the support that can come to you, it makes it difficult for life to bring it to you. Is there a way to describe the mechanism that life uses to bring those to you? Because there's such a mystery of how things show up, how they present themselves, uh, the suddenness of it. Is there a way to describe that link between you and what shows up? Yes. So each one of you is always calling to you that which you need for your overall evolution. You are all here to live and evolve. That's your purpose. How you do it, that's what adds flavor, color, uh, highs and lows, and all these magical, extraordinary experiences that you get to have as a human being here. But always, always, you will draw to you, call to you, attract to you that which you need in order to evolve. But you also have to remember that when you are in relationships, family, friends, significant other, children, uh, you're both drawing in these situations because you both require it for your evolution. And that's part of why you are in relationship in the first place, because it's sort of like having common needs or common goals. And so the power of more people uh, can call more powerful experiences. Fascinating. Mother, is there, is there a way people can think that they are holding on to faith or experiencing faith, but they're mistaking it for something else in their mind? Yes. Sometimes uh, 
you are all very intelligent and very gifted energetically, very powerful. And so the mind can create fantasies that um, you sometimes put in place of faith, right? So here's faith is a belief, it is an energy that comes from the slow building of trust, uh, the slow uh, recognition of all the support that is always there for each one of you, whether you receive it or not, it's still there for you. Faith is built over time. Um, and what you're building, what faith really is, is your own individual ability to connect with the one. Right? That's where that knowing of you're all right and it's going to be all right, that's because you are part of the one. And the one tells you that you're eternal, that no matter what happens to you or anyone else here, ultimately you have the ability to be all right. You have the ability to relax into what is all right. But if you use faith, say, for example, when uh, someone is ill, and you say, I have faith that they are going to get well. Or you yourself are ill, and you say, I have faith that I'm going to be well, that it's going to work out and I'm going to get healthy again. Right? So mm-hmm. that's a little different um, sort of aspect to faith. Okay? What you're really tapping into as I said a minute ago, you're tapping into that knowing that you are one and that ultimately you have access to everything in the one that could eventually bring about your healing or the healing of someone else. But it's rare when people want to do what is necessary to believe what is necessary, to let go of what is necessary to facilitate that healing. Mm. So faith sometimes has been um, misconstrued as miracles, right? Um And miracles are really just experiences that the individual has called to themselves unbeknownst to themselves, right? Their unconscious self, their soul has said, we need to, uh, we have other things to do. We, uh, it's not the best thing for us to die from cancer right now. So we need to survive this cancer for another certain amount of years because there are things I need to learn, need to grow with, need to experience, right? Right. So it's important that when you examine your beliefs around faith, be careful that they are not based on fantasy. A little bit like asking Santa Claus Uh, for gifts. Uh, That's really not how uh, divine energy works. Um, And when you are willing to accept faith as it really is, then it gives you actually much more empowerment Because you recognize that you are one and that within the one, within your own being and within the one, it contains all you need to shift what you want to shift and 
that which is waiting within the one to help you shift, that's the support. So the more support you are willing to receive, the more uh, plugged into faith you will be. I see. Thank you so much for this, Mother. This has been so helpful. You are welcome. And I want to just leave you with a last understanding. Please don't take everything I've just said and think, oh, it's all up to me. If I'm sick with cancer, I have to be the one to heal it. No, that's actually the opposite of what I just said. Right? You are always supported. And yes, you do have a certain amount of responsibility within this whole equation of faith as support that we're talking about. But it's never more than you can actually do. Meaning that if letting go of certain things and changing certain beliefs and uh, changing certain behaviors is what is required to bring about your healing, you have everything inside of you and all around you that you need personally in order to bring that shift about. Meaning that we do not, we, the divine, love, life does not ever, ever ask more of you than you are able to give. Wow. Whether you want to give it or not, that's your choice. But what is asked of you, you are always able to give. Mm -hmm. That's something I've held close to me where if I feel I'm being asked to do it, then that must mean I'm capable of it. And so I do my best. Wow. And you have all the support you need to say yes, to uh, allow yes, to act yes. I love okay. you, beloved one. I love you too. And I love all of you, beloved children that are listening and hoping and believing. Take your time to discover your faith, your support, what it means to you, and follow that. And you will find what you need. Namaste. Namaste, Mama. Hello. Hi, welcome back. That was terrific. Thank you so much. That was. Ooh, I loved hearing that. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, I know you need to go. Do you? Thank you so much. You are so welcome, Charlotte. It is always my joy and honor to be a part of your fabulous, fabulous show. Thank you. Oh. So wonderful. Yes, I um, I really love this in my life. Okay, well, you take good care, and I will speak to you very soon. Okay, thanks. Love you, hon. Love you too, sweetheart. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. I do hope you enjoyed this transmission as much as we did. Very powerful. And again, if you would like to hear similar transmissions on different topics. No matter what it is you need to hear, visit spiritualinsightsradio.com and navigate to Mother Mary's page and you'll find the archive of all of her transmissions 
be it in audio format or video. And I know you'll find something that you need there. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, God bless and be at peace.